Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. I'm your host, Andrew Calvino. And today I have the legend and badass himself, Drew Peters. Um, Drew Peters, you're a legend, you're a badass, you're influential within the supplement industry, bodybuilding, you name it. But certainly, thank you for being on Content Inspire, sharing your story, because I know my listeners, when they hear it, they're going to go after it. So introduce yourself to listeners, my man. Awesome. Uh, First and foremost, thanks for having me. It's always uh, fun to wrap up a week doing something a little bit different. Hopefully we can get some good content today that people find useful, engaging, inspiring, funny, or something that they can listen to while they drive home or they're sitting on toilet taking a shit to kill some time. doesn't matter. We'll find (laughs) a home for it. So um, anyway, uh, my name is Drew Peters. There's there's kind of, they say, for the old man who needs no introduction and proceed to give a full 10 minute long introduction. Here I am, Drew Peters, uh, currently chief science officer at Dragon Pharma in sunny South Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, but I've been in the industry a while working um, in an ongoing uh, R&D consulting role, flavor chemist. Um, I wear many hats within the supplement industry. So I'll make some cool things. And uh, of course, uh, right now, the main focus has been the last two years has been growing uh, Dragon Pharma, but we don't have to dive directly into that. We can touch on that as much as, um, or as little as you'd like, but we'll see where the day takes us, my friend. Okay. And the first question I'm going to throw your way is, what is your why? My why? Yep. This is interesting. I've never been asked this. I've heard other people kind of pose this question, and I was like, I don't even know how I'd answer that if ever somebody were to ask me. But I think off the top of my head, I think I have a pretty good answer. Um, my why specifically, if people say, well, why do you do what you do? How do you define passion? How do you define um, who you are? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are your long-term, your five-year plan? I, I find some of those questions can be very interesting. I think there's a lot of unknowns. And even if you have the best of intentions, a lot of times people don't have a set plan because I just find in life, things don't always go as you plan them to. So if you're stuck to a lot of those things and you box yourself in and become frustrated or whatever it may be because things go off track, it finding a way to get back to center. So to answer that, um, I think a lot about this. I have a niece who is in her second year of college. I have some other younger nieces, one is 10. And of course I just have my son, he's just turned six months old. And kind of being in that uncle role, um, one thing that I had this conversation with my, my niece, which is getting ready to go to college, is like, okay, well, here's the thing. What do you want to do with your life? And it's a very daunting question to ask anybody. He asked him a very pointed question. What is your purpose? What do you do? And my roundabout way, though, leading up to why I just dropped all that background for what I'm about to say here is my why is I get to wake up every single day as corny and cheesy as it sounds and do something I absolutely love. I found a way through the years to take all the things that I find interesting, that I find fascinating, that I find enjoyable and turn them into a way to make a living. I literally don't feel like I work. I mean, I do. I I work a lot, anywhere from 50 to 60 hours a week sometimes between, um, of course, working on stuff for Dragon versus side projects in terms of some nutrition consulting and overall just um, interaction, networking within the industry. But the thing is, I truly love what I do. It's so niche um, to some people that you are an R&D scientist in the dietary supplement industry. 
Um, my background is exercise science and dietetics. There's a double major as an undergraduate. My graduate degree was a master of arts degree in exercise science with an emphasis in physiology, kinesiology, and minoring in biomechanics. And a lot of times, People tend to go with that in the personal training, strength conditioning coaching was my original path. I started out in college um, going for personal training and add the nutrition wrinkle to it. Then I found out, you know what? I'm not a therapist. I don't really don't like having to be stuck with a random person each and every day, kind of like that. Listen to people complain. I so I'm more so I'm passionate about working with athletes. And I kind of got even more involved and took okay, I'm really division one collegiate professional athletes. And for two years, I was a strength coach at University of Nebraska, Omaha. At the time, is what I loved to do. However, at the same time around then in 2009, I believe, I came on board and co-founded supplementreviews.com. And that's where my love of supplements was born. I actually broke a bone in my wrist when I was a senior in high school and had to have two surgeries on it, which basically took my entire first year of college. I remember being out of the things that I absolutely love to do. So playing sports and lifting for all those years, even then I was very young in my career, it's mm -hmm. you're left without your outlet. You're left without the thing that you love to do. Sports are over. I'm in college and I can't even lift right now. I guess I can play Xbox and I focused on school. But at that same time, like, how do I get back to where I was before my injury, how, I always all I cared about that news. Like everybody cares about bench pressing. How can I get my bench press back? How can I get my muscle back? So I dove into supplements. I started researching and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this this is a mess. There's so much out here, and there's nobody, you know, that has a good source of information. And that's kind of how the idea for submarviews.com came about. But then I also found at that same time, I'm really good at helping people understand things and answering questions. Like I noticed there's a Q&A section where a lot of people are asking the same questions over and over and over and over again. And I it was a username on there. I just started going through. I, I think at one point the Q&A was maybe 100 some questions deep. I remember I was so bored. And so I went through and answered every single question in the Q&A on the website. It was relatively young, literally every single one. And it just kind of grew from there and just from being involved. And then it evolved through my uh, love of science and nutrition. And I got into um, more so not just the reviewing side, knowing ingredients and so forth, but also into the formulating side, diving into that. People started asking me, hey, what do you think about this product? Hey, what do you think about this product? And the next thing you know, I'm helping people design things. Next thing you know, I'm designing things myself. And now people seek me out to design things. So it just kind of has evolved over time where, damn, okay. It kind of has taken shape over the years of exactly what I do to the point I am now, where I work as an R&D scientist, product formulation, uh, brand innovation, brand management, work on the marketing side of it, supply chain management, QC, I wear many hats, and just kind of I've added one little layer to it here and here and here, so it's not just a formulator, you know, and people, oh, you're a formulator, I'm not just a formulator, I do 10 times more of that, I'm so good at the formulating part of it, that's not a humble brag, saying like, it's just, I've done it so much to me that's that's really fun I can usually knock out a formula in a day or two but the big challenge is okay how do we get made on time how do we get made at the correct cost okay how are we going to flavor this damn thing is it going to fit the market need all these type of things go into it because anybody can put something on paper that's easy you can just go down somebody could spend a couple days researching everything on the market looking at studies compiling things throwing it together but that's only one piece of it. Do you have any idea how much it costs? Are you going to be competitive? Do you have anything that makes you different? What claims can you make? What can't you make? Is it FDA compliant? So on and so forth. So all those things make me, I like to think indispensable because like I kind of package all those services into one thing and kind of how I go about it. So my why is that I have found a way to take things that I generally really enjoy and am good at and 
freaking love. I don't have to go and just work at a desk job. I don't have like a ho-hum job. Like, oh, I work for something company. What do you do? I'm in marketing. That's nothing is marketing, but like, you know, there's so many people on social media. There aren't a lot of people that do what I do to that level and specialize that much. And I'm very fortunate to have gotten recognition to that and be able to turn that into a very good career, you know? And the next thing is, what do I do to build on from here? I think more so working directly in supply chain and the operations side of things is a natural step where I still have involvement in that. I'll never lose the science aspect and brand innovation side, but, you know, there each level kind of has a ceiling on how high you can go. And, you know, that's just kind of my why is how do I get better at what I do? How do I add another layer? How do I master another skill? And how do, of course, um, one, do I help be an influential part of taking the industry forward? And also, how can I, of course, improve on what I've already done? And of course, how can I ultimately, you know, about the humanitarian thing, how can I help other people? Like whether it be changing industry for the better and transparency and better products and setting a new bar, or how can I help, you know, a lot of people say, oh my God, you're so, why do you give me all this information for free? Like what comes with formulation things, I'll people send me something. Hey, what do you think about this? And I do this, 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 and this. And I'll send them like a spreadsheet and build something out. Like, oh, how much I owe you? I'm like, no, nah, nothing's fine. Like, why did you just give me this? I'm like, bro, that took me 15 minutes. And by the time you go and make this, I'll have made something better. It's not a big deal. Like it's just to that point where I just love it that much. So I hope that answers your question, but I do think it's, you can tell I'm passionate about that answer. It's my why is because I get to do something I love and I make pretty damn good money doing it. But it's not about the money. It's about, hey, I generally get known for the one thing I freaking love to do. It's very cool to walk into GNC, vitamin shop, anywhere, online store, and know every product. And like, you see your work freaking everywhere. You see somebody at the gym using your product. You're like, hmm, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, well, thank you for sharing your why with me and the listeners on the reel. And then another quick question your way is, do you remember the first supplement you ever took? I sure do. Well, there's a couple of layers. So the first time I ever tried anything, I wasn't huge on it. It was a Evolve. I think it was called Evolve or Evolution. It was one of the cheap GNC protein. Well, even then, basic GNC proteins back in the day. I think freshman year came in a silver tub. It's when protein mixed horribly. They left all these chunks and floaties and all this shit. You could beat it with the broom. The flavor systems are horrible. I wasn't really into working out as much. Consistently though, it started with no explode. My junior year in high school, the original Chem 3 technology was apparently didn't exist and they got sued and it came in pond scum, lemon, lime green, and then it switched to Prom 250 and the protein first time ever used was muscle milk. Everybody started with freaking muscle milk back in the day because it sounds cool. Like, oh, muscle and milk. Oh, the two things that sound natural. But those are my first two if I had to trace it back. Well, um, the first supplement that I ever took was NO Explode around the similar, around that same time frame. And it was orange flavored and my crazy ass in high school is mixing that with OJ. So don't try it at home kids. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. And then, and then of course you always uh, have that one guy because they had that, uh, the effervescent technology and they put it in the, like a cheap shaker they used to give out in the day and the lid would explode in the locker room and the coach would be pissed. Dude, those, those original flavors were horrible, man. There was lemon, lime, orange, grape, which wasn't terrible. The blue Raz was actually, even like as worse as you can. And of course the orange, and I think they had a lemon that was just absolutely atrocious, but it was not drink for flavor. It was drink for the caffeine. And you're like, Oh man, this tastes horrible. I don't waste my money. I'm gonna trade even harder, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another quick question your way is what advice would you give to someone who wants to work in the supplement industry for brands such as dragon pharma? 
Well, in that case, a lot of times the easiest roles it is typically comes across to find is going to be the sales jobs. I mean, that's any profession, it seems the easiest way to get your foot in the door is sales. My advice I give them is just be coachable. And, and here's the same thing with how I did things. Be willing to just involve yourself. If you have any opportunities whatsoever, even if it's something for volunteering or being a piece of something or just getting your name out there, just hammering and hammering and hammering, not being annoying, being persistent, about said, hey, you know, I'd really like to get into formulating. Okay, like, um, who can I talk to? How can I involve myself? Whether it be reviewing things, whether it be talking to other formulators, whether it be if you're fortunate enough to know somebody that works in the industry, like, you know, seeing if somebody's hiring, you know, whatever it is, however you can get your foot in the door is the best way. Um, so a lot of these jobs, this industry are a lot of more of who you know versus what you know. Like back when I was, um, yeah, believe it or not, earlier in my career there before I was as well known, like I, I couldn't even get a call back, you know, if I were to apply for like, say like Glambia or somewhere like that, they wouldn't even look at my resume. Like, okay, who's this guy? It doesn't matter. Oh, I got these degrees experience. Like it's a lot of people like within networking versus uh, one way I do say this, every single job that I've had in this industry, believe it or not, I have never applied for a job. It has never been a posted job. It has come from networking, uh, getting in the right place at the right time and or somebody recognizing a skill set or saying, hey, I need a formulator, I need a whatever, and the conversation happens. And a lot of times the roles are built to my skill set because, okay, this guy's a lot of unique skills. How can I utilize this guy? And it's kind of grown from that, interestingly. So the thing is be adaptable. A lot of things that you may have a chance to do or get in with you may not necessarily see posted online. Sometimes you just kind of have to, you know, maybe hit up the sales reps, maybe hit up somebody in marketing. However, you have to get your foot in the door is the best way to go about it. Because once you kind of get in, then you can kind of branch out to our things. Like, huh, interesting. Well, I know quite a bit about, you know, formulating or I've noticed this or this or this, you know, they can show that you have some knowledge and interest and kind of learn as you go. You know, a lot of the stuff, they don't teach formulating for dietary supplements in college, right? They are going to teach sales and the sales models and that's like for dietary supplements, some of the sales tactics in college i mean the social media marketing stuff sure but a lot of it you have to do from and learn from just doing it and being around good people um huge shout out to one of my uh, dearest friends former boss and um this longtime mentors in david sandler i was very fortunate enough that when i was a younger formulator that i got to work with him at not one but two roles and then of course worked under uh, under him he was uh chief um, operations officer, I was his director of science. He brought me in at ProSups and we worked in tandem. And even though I was pretty experienced then, I learned leaps and bounds from somebody that had been doing what I'd been doing for over 20 years in the industry. That experience and having somebody that can mentor you and doing things the right way is invaluable. Okay. So. And um, thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners, because I know a lot of people that want to break into the supplement industry that want to work for a brand that they love or care about or anything like that. So you just open up the doors and said, Hey, put yourself out there network. You have an opportunity that's presented to you and run with it and take it as far as possible. So thank you. One thing I will add to that is if you sometimes it can work, but if you're looking to get involved, I know that it's really tempting. A lot of people think it's quick gratification. One of the most annoying ways to do it is don't be somebody that's constantly hitting up brands, just asking for free shit. Don't be somebody that says, hey, you should sponsor me. I'm an athlete. Like if you want to get ignored, it just they're going to tell you to fuck off. They may not see it directly, but that's pretty much how it's going to be. Because everybody wants something. Oh, I'm, I'm this and this and this. I'm like, 
okay, who are you and how is this going to make my brand money? If you come in just asking for things because of who you are, understand something. I'll make this very quick. There are IFBB pros that are broke. And you have to remember outside of the little circle in terms of competitors in our industry, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard. People aren't going to care. You're just because your name making a hold me weight. You can go up and I mean, people know Arnold, people probably know Ronnie Coleman, you know, outside industry to a decent, a decent extent there. But right now, if you're going out, the average person that may be interested in supplements, unless they follow like bodybuilding, you could list like, say, the top five in the Olympians, and they're not going to know who the hell they are. So who's this local NPC guy? You may look great, but you inherently by yourself aren't going to bring value to a brand just because of your RG following. And, you know, you may promote the product to your 200,000 followers. That doesn't guarantee sales. So don't take that approach. You can, but. It's a very, very overdone method, and it's the quickest way to annoy the living piss out of the brand owners to hit them up saying, hey, you should sponsor me. How do I get sponsored? Can you send me free stuff? I'll post it. I'm like, delete. I don't even respond to the messages most of the time, <laughs> just to be honest. No, just straight up. Every single brand owner that I've ever interviewed is like, you come with a want or an ask, um, not, present, not presenting value, not genuinely giving a fuck about the brand. Yo, the easiest block, delete, you name it, and just move forward. So yeah, it's you're dropping, because, uh, dropping bombs. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it because one thing too, you'll see it. People, people aren't dumb, man. They'll follow these athletes. I think it's ridiculous. I'll, the one week they'll be posting, I'm over here. Oh man, this is the best pre-workout ever. I got this protein, awesome. And then like falls through, they get cut, they drop it, they get another offer. Oh man, this is the best stuff ever. I'm like, I thought I said, well, the blast brand was the best stuff ever. Like, this is the best stuff ever now. Did, did you switch? And there's two months from now or next year, is there going to be another best brand ever? Like people see through that shit, man. People don't forget. Yeah. I call it whoring out in the industry. <laughs> exactly. When you, see, when you see, and you said the truth, there's IFBB pro bodybuilders that have placed top 10 in the Olympia, but they're broke as shit and six months with one supplement company and then the next boom go sign on to the next and exactly. pro card isn't a business plan my friend that's what i tell everybody yeah that's just <laughs> it's, it's insane honestly so moving forward um so you're the chief science officer at dragon pharma what are your roles and responsibilities for the brain Okay. Well, in terms of that one, obviously the basic one is I'm in charge of anything that leaves our door in terms of flavor, uh, formulation, what's in the product, uh, the flavors, what flavor we pick, the flavor system, making sure the product is made correctly in terms of free flowing, tasting correctly, weighing out correctly, being compliant, meeting quality standards. The call outs on the label, the label copy, um, is it compliant with the FDA? The supply chain, making sure the product's ready. Pretty much everything from A to Z on the back side of things, aside from the marketing and the accounting side of it, um, in charge of what is developed and what we actually sell falls under me. Designing it, working with the CEO, Dozen Jader, who's an amazing boss, who kind of lets me have the keys to do what I'm good at. You know, obviously I have to have approval and I have to sometimes justify why we do things a different way than everybody else. But anything in terms of formulation um, and of course the messaging and what the product does, how we're going to sell it in terms of what the marketing claims are, all those type of things fall under um, me as well as brand management saying, okay, hey, you know, this product makes sense. This one doesn't as much. You know, those kind of conversations. And, and obviously I help a lot with um, even from our co-mans, help out with sourcing things, make sure stuff's made on time, uh, whether it be prodding. A, a big part of my job, to just be very honest, as boring as it sounds, 
is helping other people do their job. Because the thing is, I think it works better in tandem. If I have a skill set, for example, I don't work at the damn co-man, but if I know how to get something quicker or at a better price, or I can help reach out and I know a contact at the company we need, like, hey, shit, man, uh, we're going to be long here because of the flavors are going to take, you know, four weeks to get spray dried and done. Okay, I'll go directly to them. So, okay, what can we do to work out? How can we expedite this? Maybe knock a couple of days off or a week off. Okay, what are we missing here? Oh, damn, the this is delayed. Okay, damn, okay, I can find out. I can get some expedited or turn in a favor. Hey, we're missing this, you know, and just kind of helping keep the entire project on track. And that's every single PO, that's every single project, making sure that things go smoothly an operational standpoint. And of course, when things are coming in, make sure the QC and uh, quality controls are here too. So it's everything formulating from formulation, supply chain, and um, just overall brand management in terms of, of the product itself, making sure the product is there and exactly what we promise people. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. And thank you for dropping knowledge because I'm learning a ton of shit right now, so thank <laughs> you, honestly. And then um, another quick question your way is, I was interviewing Ben Hartman from Morphogen and he <laughs> creates products out of his specific needs and wants, right? So does Dragon Pharma create products out of a personal need or do you create it based on like the market slash industry? Honestly, I try to do a little bit of both, but I would be very honest there. A lot of the stuff is created in how I would create it, which is cool because obviously I have to justify why we're doing something. But then again, I feel that I have a good enough grasp industry where I'm like, okay, this is something people are really going to like. It's not something that I just want, but you know, I have the autonomy to kind of make it how I would make it. And the thing is, if I can tell people not why they have to buy it, but okay, why do we make this? How will it help you? What does it do through what pathways? And you feel that they, they like to feel that they understand it and like, damn, okay, that's really cool. You know, cause here's the thing, I can make the coolest thing ever. And I guess this answers their question a little more too. A big part of what I do is helping with the content, you know, being that science guy, that person is good on camera and talking, explaining things, explaining complicated things very simply to the average person that may not have as an in-depth knowledge is my goal because I can make the coolest thing in the world, but if people don't understand it, they're not going to buy it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a big part of it. So um, a lot of stuff is made because it, it is, um, you know, a little, I guess, personal where, oh, damn, I really need this. Like our RX series. Um, is something I made because damn, I, I, I really would like a good, you know, liver support. I'd really like a good joint support. I would really like this. I was, and it's funny, this goes back and this was pre-revive and I, I applaud them. They did a fantastic job building this out, but I had the idea to do that type of thing all the way dating back to 2016 in terms of thinking, damn, because I know it's a contest prep, man, I'm using, there's nothing in our space that in, in terms of sports nutrition, that's an amazing joint support. There's, you know, there's some fewer, there's nothing here that's amazing for overall balancing lipid profiles and cholesterol values. There's nothing over here that helps specifically, I guess, to a degree um, that has the liver. Man, I want to buy all this from our field. I'm buying stuff from now or, you know, some of the traditional food, drug and mass or like natural vitamins in herbal extract space. Why doesn't anybody make this in our space? You know, a lot of people, they focus on pre-protein, creatine, aminos, all the all the meathead stuff, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are kind of created out of a specific need for myself, you know, and that's how the marketing kind of went. You know, before you're an athlete, um, a competitor, a champion, you are a human, human first. Daily RX was a series created to help to address your daily needs, all the vital systems of the body. And that's kind of how we went about creating that line. So from that standpoint, that was a personal need that I thought that everybody could find value in. You know, the pre-workout's another thing. Everybody has it. But 
I made it how I would make it, you know, and uh, kind of based on what everybody else is doing, what people are chasing. Okay, how do we make it different to achieve the things people want, but not make it the same, but also make it digestible where it's not going to be so off the wall that people are going to be like, mm, no. So to a degree, I try to balance it, but it definitely is that personal touch. And that's why people value what I do because of my perspective on things and how I approach them. So I guess more so the individual side to a market. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. And so another quick question your way is, what made you want to sign onto GASP as an athlete for apparel and workout like accessory sponsorship? Oh, that was kind of, it just was being there. I lived in Dallas for two years and I trained at Destination Dallas, which is literally the GASP world headquarters. So just being around it and then having them see you every day and competing, I just kind of got invited to um, be a part of it and join. I have a pretty good social media and this naturally happened. Um, you know, I don't get like paid for wearing their clothing. I do get massive discounts on the clothing. And of course, that once all of a sudden, some free things in exchange for some posting, which I generally like doing. I generally love the brand. I want something that's I was a part of and that I actually, you know, being a part of headquarters is, is fun to kind of be there. But then also now that I'm not in Texas anymore to kind of keep that going um, down here in Florida. I generally love the brand. I love the closing fits and, you know, um, the owner is a really, really, really cool guy, uh, Michael. And it's just a good community to be a part of. And that's kind of as simple as that. Just being in destination, being around it. And just kind of, hey, you know, we were, were you interested in like being like one of our ambassadors? Because like you'd be a great fit, and like you know you you represent the brand well, and you're here, you're vocal, you have social media. I'm like that sounds awesome. Sure, why not? So it kind of came from that. That's so sick that that came natural, organic. Mm -hmm. and it's a brand that you love and you love supporting. So that's cool. So everyone at home, like write that down. If there's a brand that you genuinely like, support, post, and just make it happen. Why not? Yeah. Happen organically. That's the best way. Where the me, like, hey, you should sponsor me. Hey, I bodybuild. Send me free shit. See you guys. Lesson. And then, um, what are your current macros or meal plan structure currently? <clears throat> I'd have to honestly check. I haven't adjusted my own one for a couple of weeks now. Sometimes if things are working and I'm not in a specific mass gaining phase or cutting phase, I kind of eat intuitively and roll with that. Um, right now, last time I calculated stuff out, carbs are anywhere from 250 to 350, uh, depending on a non-training day versus a training day. Sometimes on non-training days, I'll drop the carbs even lower and increase my fat intake. That just kind of varies with what I'm doing. Um, typically in my heavier days, like legs, I'll have higher carb intake. Um, and I'm maintaining around that one. Fat, typically I've been doing this kind of whatever's naturally occurring in the food I have, whether it be, I, I don't add in extra ones for right now. Um, typically it's whatever's occurring naturally in chicken breast. I'll do some fattier meals. Like at the end of the day, like my last meal of the day is eight ounces of wild caught salmon, um, you know, some whole eggs. So right now it's about throughout the course of the day, I think do, do change in there. Um, I don't overthink it, but I'm not adding like uh, specific oils or avocado or butter or nuts or things like that. It's just kind of what's currently in the trace amount. I personally respond best to having higher carb intake versus higher fat. Mm. That's just what I roll with. And then protein intake. Uh, right now, it's about anywhere from eight to 10 ounces a meal. But once again, I'm not super specific in what I'm doing right now. I've been more focusing on one, my six month old son, two, just. Um, focusing on work and uh, still training intensely. And it's working. My, my weight's been steady between anywhere from about 229 to 235 for about the last three months. And body composition is maintained, if not got leaner. So 
right now it's working and but if i flip the switch and decide to try to add some more size or contest breath i'll get more tuned in and then um what music do you listen to while working out honestly that that kind of changes never country i like country music but never during training um i like things that uh, typically I, I do gravitate very heavily toward rock and I can even vary by what it may be. Sometimes maybe something um, like, you know, Breaking Benjamin, Papa Roach, Three Days Grace, that type of genre, the alternative rock. Some days it may go into more heavy things um, like uh, Parkway Drive or August Burns Red from a Valentine or things like that. Sometimes it may segue into more of the rap. Um, I have no idea why probably because the lyrics just cracked me up just because like some of the lines like what like money bag yo has been one that's come up a lot on my playlist as of late yeah nice i mean man, these guys are brilliant is like a good pussy sound like alfredo i'm like when you think of the stirring alfredo sound i'm like who thinks of this um, <laughs> i i generally don't listen to anything in like top 40 i can't fucking stand the general top 40 music typically um i i listen to an insane amount of music so that's a really tricky question like i'm in the they give you your yearly stats and you're in the top five percent in the world in terms of total hours listened on pandora and spotify in the same year like bro i got a problem but um yeah typically be a lot more a lot of rock and a lot of you know more non-top 40 rap i guess these days and of course you know you got your oldies like lincoln park and limp biscuit uh, quite a bit in there just not country when i lift i love country but not when i'm training okay and then um, do you watch any shows on Netflix, Hulu, or Disney Plus on your downtime? Honestly, I don't, I've never been one that's watched a lot of TV, but I will say uh, the nightly tradition for me and wifey, we absolutely will always do this almost every single night during the week. Adult Swim, I uh, got to catch my family guy, but more so my favorite show as of late is typically Rick and Morty, um, probably because I'm a science guy, but I do, I, I freaking love Rick and Morty, I'm not going to lie. You know, love me some South Park. Um, Netflix, though, if I had to name my top favorite shows of all time, this may surprise you, probably not, Breaking Bad. Once again, we got the fucking science aspect in there. Sons of Anarchy was epic. I think it went on a little bit too long. Huge fan of Money Heist right now. Um, Ozark is really good. I'm dying for the next season to come out. Um, and aside from that, I guess I don't really keep up with a lot of shows. I just, by the time I get home, I don't feel like sitting down committing and watching a show. I kind of watch what's on. Or um, I've been playing quite a bit of Madden lately, getting my ranking up. I'm back in the Madden grind. Uh, I play a couple games a night. I'm pretty filthy. So there's that too. Okay, sweet. And I know that we have a mutual friend of ours, uh, G from Fitness Informant and New Live. Yeah. Um, you ever play any games with him or anybody within the industry? I used to actually play a lot with uh, G back in the day in Call of Duty. I used to play tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of Call of Duty when I was in college. I was either in class at the gym or playing Call of Duty. I went to college for a total of six years for all my degrees. I didn't miss one college class. It's pretty pretty intense but when i did play i played tons of hardcore kill confirmed which is still my favorite game mode i suck at warzone i'm gonna lie no cap or where the kids say these days i am absolutely trash at warzone because i do not have the patience um and he's played team deathmatch but we played it quite a bit back and they ball it up um i know he's huge in warzone still he's more like a pc player i know he was big on what's that counter-strike back in the day counter-strike halo yeah um, i suck halo when i tried it but um i play I, I play like two games these days madden and call of duty and i am very excited for you know some of the launches like red dead redemption 2 i waited 10 years for it to come out and yeah i'm a more of a cultist gamer when some of the games come out I'm like you don't talk shit about red dead redemption that's the most beautiful game ever made 
Yeah. Oh, huge fan of God of War. Imagine that. The Greek guy loving God of War. Dude, um, God of War 1 through 3, like from the original trilogy, and then even the new one that came out. And I was very surprised at the concept that they took, taking, mm-hmm. taking him from Greek mythology, dropping him in Norse mythology, yep. and adding the father aspect to it, a completely oh. different it was it was beautiful honestly i I play xbox almost nine times out of ten compared to my playstation however like some of the playstation exclusive games i bought the playstation almost exclusively for games i can't play on xbox like god of war is one that's one of the best games i've played in a long time um one was the last of us beautiful i remember buying that original i have to play number two still as sad as that is i just haven't got around to it um and of course i'm actually really excited for horizon um forbidden west when that comes oh. out in february the original horizon zero dawn is amazing so i'm like i'm a bit of a nerd i'm not as much as i used to be i used to play tons of different genres in the playstation two days and then i've kind of got a little more specific since then because the time i have you know i tend to play the same damn game but there's some beautiful games out there yeah amazing and drew i just wanted to say thank you so much for getting on content inspired for sharing your story a bit of who you are and um, I'm going to link everything of yours down below. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the, to the listeners before we head out? Um, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head. There's like the, you know, we want to wrap up with something memorable and cool. I do hope that the main content we covered today gives somebody something somebody can chuckle at or laugh at. And if anybody has any questions, on, no matter what it is, feel free to reach out. I'm not hard to find. I'm on Instagram, Vanilla Gorilla Drew. I'm easy to find out there. Um, if you have questions about anything, whether it be supplements, nutrition, you can always reach out. I'm always happy to help. I do have a nutrition consultation business where, of course, you know, I have uh, some athletes compete or people that's looking to improve their body composition. It's not a sales pitch. I don't promote it just because I don't have tons and tons and tons of time where I don't need to have tons of clients. I do it on the side because I enjoy it or somebody sought me out specifically. But if you have general questions, I mean, I'm happy to help you out point in the right direction. Um, when it comes to the industry, it's a beautiful industry to be in, but it's also a very volatile one. There's ups, there's downs. It is a very small industry. So another piece of advice is if you do get into it, um, just be cool with everybody as much as you can. It's very small. A lot of times people do go between brands. You never know who you're going to work with and when. So somebody you may not got along with or had a rival with or did an issue with another brand. Lo and behold, you may work with them someday. So it's always good to never burn bridges, to always kind of be aware of your overall reputation and just kind of, you know, tread lightly sometimes when it comes to it, because it's a lot, as the old saying, I think, um, I think actually, uh, who was it? Uh, Rosa Parks said this, you attract a lot more flies with honey than you do shit. That wasn't Rosa Parks, I said to be an asshole. So anyway. <laughs> Well, I think the other ones, oh, I think it was, I think it was Gandhi said, you attract more, a lot more flies with honey than shit. So I just picked a random influential character that didn't match. That's hilarious. But yeah, no, um, before we head out, just one thing. Ben Kane from Price Plow, G from Fitness Informant, Ryan from Fitness Informant, Justin Hall from Supplement Snoop. When, no I, linked up, when I linked up with them out in, uh, for the TNS party. I realized how small of the supplement industry is. It looks huge because of all these massive brands and brands everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. it is a small community because of who, who knows who. Marketing teams are always talking either to each other, talking shit to each other, yep. you name it. And it is a small community. So once you're in, 
you're making your impact, whether it's a, I highly suggest guys to make it a good impact, not a bad one. Um, you'll have a reputation that's known for you through multiple brands through everywhere. So yeah, what Drew said is absolutely correct. It is a small tight knit community. And once you're in, you're in. So, um, yeah. I have one thing for you. And I thought, honestly, just thought this is where you're going to go with that because, Oh, I was talking to Ben and Justin and Gerhard and my, Oh fuck. Okay. So apparently <laughs> it, it happened organically, um, because I, I don't even know how, but, I'm known for having some amazing impressions. Um, one of them being Jim Stepani. And I don't know why I'm so good at it. It's just the guy drives me fucking insane with some of the stuff he says. And of course his cult that he has, but apparently my impression is spot on and I can get in the character instantly. So if you're to ask me, oh, tell me about your supplement line. You see, when it comes to supplementation, creatine amino hydrate is something that you need to take very consistently to see the best results. If we go over here and we take betaine and put it with creatine in a shaker and shake it. So, and I'm gonna shake this creatine very importantly oh for the entire duration of the video. Now it's important that you don't just drink it. If you drink it, you may not get all the benefits. But the, the dude, he stops like every two seconds, regardless of what the word is. He kind of pauses in the words. It drives me fucking insane. Like, I think I, every time I'm, I might have like actual cancer in my ear from listening to his fucking videos. Or like when he goes and he starts like mixing things and shaking things, it's so distracting. He'll like, we're going to mix up this pre gym And the whole time he'll start shaking it. And like the rest of the video, it can be 10 minutes long. He's just fucking around with the shaker, shaking it and pausing in words and just like butchering things. Creatine. I'm like, dude, it's creatine. Betaine, B-C-A-A's. Like, bro, just <laughs> out with it, man. Or the other one that's apparently amazing is I have, uh, and he was a very good sport about this, is uh, the Aaron Singerman one. Because I don't know how, my name got on the robo-dial call list where it rings once and sends you a voicemail. And it's always like, hey, what's going on? Aaron Singerman here, Redcon One. I just want to call you about this amazing deal. You get to buy $25,000 worth of shit. We'll send you a free hoodie and give you a hand job. This is an Aaron Singerman, slightly. <laughs> and like, not that directly, but like, it's, it's just, it just calls. I'm like, man, how did you, how did, how do you do that? It's a robo thing, but it's hilarious. And he, he's a good dude. So once again, I, he heard about the impression. He was a great sport about him. Like, hey, <laughs> I hear you have, I, I hear you have an impression of me. Like, I got to hear it. I'm like, okay. And he's like, hey, that's pretty funny. All right, cool. I'm like, All right. Glad you took it hilarious because it wasn't meant to be a dick. It's just, it's just funny. I get these robo calls and I laugh. So anyway, you can end on that. There's your soundbite. That's (laughs) hilarious. But Drew, thank you. And content inspired listeners. Till next time.